This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. Hello, fabulous beauty queen sitting across from me. Hi. Girl got her hair did today. And y'all know how it is when you get your hair done. Oh my God. You're on top of the world when you get your hair done. But she didn't just get it colored this time. She got it cut a new way. And I cut she my hair. is like whipping her hair back and forth. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so good. I don't cut my hair. If y'all know me in real life, y'all know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't cut my hair. And I did. Mm-hmm. I have bangs. I haven't you had like sexy bangs. I haven't had bangs since I was like 10. It looks so good. Thank Seriously. you. Seriously. I feel super cute today. Not even going to lie. I know, and she gets to go show her beautiful self off tonight at our favorite bar with our favorite band, and I'm chilling. <laughs> and Amanda's got all this. You I'm can't dying. see me, but I'm gesturing. She's I look got all like this a freaking here. hot mess right now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. You don't look like a hot mess. I feel like a hot mess. My nose is on fire. I have allergies. She's just a little snotty. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> She's still so pretty. <laughs> I'm going to take that as I want it. And not as the <laughs> insult. <laughs> it wasn't insulting. So it's episode 32. 32. Holy shit. We're like professionals now, right? I know. Isn't that like the number that you become a professional? I have no idea. But we're either, gonna but say we're, yes. Yeah, me either. I just wanted to. Okay, to make no, that a thing. that's I, a thing. I, I was kind of thinking thirty-three for some reason. That's a weird I number, don't know, and I hate odd numbers. Why? That's a weird number. I don't, I don't like it. I don't know. We're gonna go with thirty-two. So it's hump day. It is hump day, and um, since this comes out, oh wait, the the episode. Is Romeo and Juliet crimes? Yes, because this is the episode coming to you right before, before Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. So commercialized holiday. Yeah, but I digress. It's fine. You get presents. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you're supposed I got, to get. Presents. I got us some presents. I like presents. I got us some sweet bitch Pinot Grigio because <sighs> I think you're a sweet bitch and I love Aww. you dearly. And uh, some Dove chocolates and a little heart tin can. Will you be my Valentine? I was going to hand you one of the cookies. Oh. <laughs> I fucked it up. <laughs> I got these little sugar cookies from Target. And they're like those um, those sweetheart candies. that Conversation have like, hearts. Yeah, the conversation hearts that have be mine and text me and love you and XOXO and all that cute shit. Gossip girl. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love Gossip Girl. So yeah, there's our Valentine's treats. And happy I love it. Uh, early Valentine's Day. Happy humping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That definitely applies to this one. Happy, happy humping. humping. <laughs> you do you, boo boo. <laughs> All right. Okay. So yeah. Hump day. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Let's have a swig of wine and Let's, talk about shit. Yep. Some fucked up shit. Go to, um, ooh, mm, I love it. That's a sweet bitch. <laughs> Go to all the um, social media stuff. Go to Facebook and Instagram if you want to see the photos that we're talking about. And you do. do. That. Yeah, do that. I have some good ones this week. It's always a good time. Yeah. So, my case this week is a little bit different than usual. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you did do a little bit of a different yeah, format. I, it's It started taking a turn, and I went with it. And it's a little bit shorter than usual, so short and sweet for me today. The case I am doing is of Adnan and Mukatis. I think I'm saying that right. Ooh. Yeah. Very exotic. Hey, I know another Adnan. It's not that Adnan. I know. I know, I know, because it's too short to be that case. <laughs> Way your, too short. Calm your tits, bro. Calm your tits. <laughs> okay. It's hot, though. Oh, my God. This girl and her serial killers 
and convic- He's not a convic- convicted murderers and what He's have innocent. you. Oh my god, y'all! This one time, Amanda takes to be a picture, and she's like, "Is it just me or is Israel Keys kind of hot?" <laughs> Fuck you! And I was like, "Boo, nah, boo." I think Ed Kemper's kind of cute too. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Y'all come get your friend. <laughs> I don't know. It is what it is. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> it's a good thing she has me to look after her. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so. A young couple from Pakistan identified as Adnan Ali and Mukadis Bibi. I think I'm saying these names right. And if not, I'm sorry. I think it's right. Yeah. Both 19 completed suicide after Makata's parents rejected the couple's relationship in November 2021. Oh, this is recent. Okay. Yes. Cool. The real life Romeo and Juliet were found in critical condition at a home in the district of Fasalabad. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> the couple ingested poison just as the woman's marriage that was set up by her family to another man. Like, just before she was getting married to another man. Oh, shit. They did this. Arranged marriages are common in the area, particularly based on class, religion, and socioeconomic status. More and more young people are now breaking free from tradition and looking to settle down with partners of their own choosing. Sadly, it seems Mukadis and Adnan saw no other way out than to end their own lives. That's sad. So sad. I can't imagine not being able to choose. I know. Yeah. We'll talk more about that. Okay. The pair were found in critical condition after they drank the poison. The incident took place just before the young woman's wedding celebrations, shortly before her groom arrived with his family. Oh, my God. So it really was right before. Yes. <laughs> okay. This is a quote from Adnan's father. Okay. When we reached them, both were writhing in pain and were vomiting on the ground. Oh, God. Mukadis and Adnan were taken to the hospital where they were pronounced dead on arrival. Police said that the two were in love and wanted to get married. One day before the incident, Adnan told his eldest sister that he would complete suicide if he was not married to Mukadis, but his family didn't take it seriously. Mm. The couple's relatives had opposed the wedding because they belonged to different castes. So Pakistan still has a caste system. So like different classes. Okay. Um, However, Adnan's father says that his son never told him about his desire to marry the young woman. Quote, if he asked me, I would have gone to ask for Mukata's hand for my son. End quote. Well, Damn. Yeah. Many young people find themselves at a crossroads on whether to follow their own destiny or live up to family obligations. 85% of Pakistanis have been married through an arranged setup, while only 5% have married out of love. So it can happen. Yeah. According to a 2019 Gallup Pakistan survey. Okay. According to mental health experts, there is often sensationalism around the coverage of suicide, which can lead to deadly consequences among impressionable youth. Mukadis and Adnan aren't the only star-crossed lovers in Pakistan who have died by suicide after their families forbade them from being together. Oh, I bet not. The incident was well covered by the local press, but it is far from an isolated incident in conservative Pakistan. Uh. Pakistan, where a total of 1,735 people took their own lives in 2020. Holy shit! According to the country's Human Rights Commission, has no official data on the number of people who completed suicide due to forced marriages. So we I was don't just know. about to ask how many of those was because of that. Yeah, we don't know. But still, oh my goodness. Oh, that's still a lot. Mm-hmm. Wow. Marriages arranged by the family are the norm in the Asian country set on the basis of different factors such as caste, ethnicity, or the socioeconomic status of the people. So okay. This is kind of sad. I'm yeah. sorry. Bumming y'all out. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Pakistan, falling in love with a person considered unsuitable by the families can even result in death with murders carried out by relatives to protect their quote-unquote honor. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. They serious. It's brutal. According to the Human Rights Commission of Pakistan, 488 deaths, 326 women, and 162 men were reported due to honor killing in 2019. 488 people. Honor killing. It's insane. 
Is that not a crime? Apparently not. Or it's it's probably a crime, but because of their um, traditions, like their belief system, it's probably, you know, they look the other way. Probably. In a similar mm. case, two people in India, a 17-year-old girl and a 19-year-old boy, completed suicide by jumping in front of a moving train. Oh, God. This took place in 2017. It is believed to have been part of a suicide pact. The girl met the boy three years prior, and they became friends. Their relationship soon turned into a love affair. The girl's family members spotted her chatting with him and objected to it many times, but she did not stop talking to him. It was revealed that they loved each other and wanted to marry, but their families were against their marriage, so they took the most extreme step. Shit. Also in 2017, a Pakistani woman who had tried to flee her arranged marriage killed her husband and 12 of his relatives using poisoned milk. Holy shit! Yes! Bitches cray. Put that arsenic in there. <laughs> <laughs> the woman, then 21-year-old um, Asya Bibi. No. I know, same last name. Weird, mm -hmm. huh? Carried out the act less than two months after tying the knot. Straight after the wedding ceremony, she tried to return to her parents, only to be sent back to her husband. She was subsequently sentenced to life in prison. Damn. I think... Damn. That's some serious shit over I there. I know that um, different cultures have different traditions. Yeah. And I know um, the reasoning behind, you know, the arranged marriages. Oh, yeah. 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 But, you know... Back in the day. Yeah. But, like, it's the crazy world is changing and evolving and, you know, people are more self-aware now and mm -hmm. want to make decisions for themselves. And it's just really sad that um, there are still some places that are so, like, gung-ho mm -hmm. about tradition that they push people to complete suicide or... They commit murders themselves to protect their family's honor. Well, like, even if they don't go that far with it, think about all the depression. Oh, my no gosh. No wonder they're so angry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd be angry, too. Oh, my gosh. So, like, I mean, that was my case. Wow. I couldn't find a lot of information, but I wanted to tell their story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found several articles. They all said the same thing. Okay. I just thought that, you know, maybe we would take our small little platform here and shed some light yeah. on stuff that's going that's on issue. in other parts of the world. So I also dug and dug for pictures of them. Yeah. I couldn't find any. Aww. Not any that I could be certain it was them. Because when I would Google their names and stuff, pictures of many different people would pop up. I gotcha. So I wasn't going to post anything that I was not certain that was them. But... But in, in searching for that, I got to have some kind of picture. Right. So in searching for that, I kept finding pictures of um, Pakistani weddings. Oh, they're fabulous. And oh my God, they're gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. So they are I extravagant. Have three pictures of Pakistani weddings I'm sharing with you. So let's look at wedding one. This is my favorite color oh, scheme ever. Yes. How fun is that? Oh, and I love how that. How beautiful is she? Oh my gosh. Okay. I know. And then... I wonder how many tigers they had at that one. Oh, that'd be so cool. Dude, they seriously... Or elephants. Elephants. My bad. All of it. I want it all. I want a fucking menagerie. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> the second picture is a very gorgeous couple. Her eyeliner on point. Oh, I like the red. I know. Aren't they beautiful? Like, the textiles are so intricate. Mm -hmm. Like, I love... Oh, my goodness. And then the third one I wanted to include because I saw several pictures as, I guess, as part of their ceremony, they're holding like a canopy over the bride and groom. Huh. And I don't know what the significance is. Maybe I should have looked that up. Maybe. But. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. It was late. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but I just thought that was really neat. Like, I don't know. We'll look it I up and it we'll, cool. uh, we'll post what it's about. Yeah. There we go. Homework. Yeah. Homework for me. Yeah. But that that was my case. Gorgeous. Yeah. That was really good. Ugh. That was kind of sad, though. I know. It was really sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have I should have given a trigger warning, too. I didn't think that through. But, I mean, Romeo and Juliet, the title should have kind of clued you in. That. Yeah. I mean. There was going to be. Y'all know the story. Y'all know what they did. on. Yeah. I totally want to eat a cookie. Eat a cookie. Okay. I ate one. 
Okay, so there's two things about this cookie that are fabulous. It's like a tealy blue. Yeah. This is I actually, I lied. One thing fabulous and one thing not fabulous. Okay. I have this huge pet peeve with people purposefully misspelling words. Ah. And they spelled love, L-U-V. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> I hate when people, like, name their businesses something misspelled on purpose. Like, <laughs> Karen's cuts for a haircut shop and they spell cuts with a K. Why? <laughs> or, or putting a Z instead of an S. Why would you do that? I can't, I can't. Okay. It's not cute. So, you know, just to let y'all know, it's not cute. Don't purposefully misspell your business names. It makes me not go there. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to go to a place purposefully misspelled. Trigger for Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> just in case y'all wanted to know that. There we go. Well, I mean, cutting it down to three letters instead of four on that little part of the heart was probably a little bit easier. Choose a different font. Ooh. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm out note. of this argument. <laughs> Another note about the cookies. They're fucking delicious. I know. They're so good. I know. They're not too hard. Mm-hmm. Not too soft. <laughs> They're just right. That's what she said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't intend for that to come out dirty, but then I realized it after I said hard, so I just kept it going. Look who you're sitting with. I know. It's fine. (laughs) Y'all still love us, right? (laughs) I mean, they're still listening, so. That's true. It's on your own accord. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They have the same afflictions. It's fine. (laughs) Of course they do. Mm -hmm. All right. Tell me something. All right. I picked this one for the headline. Y'all know I'm a sucker for headlines. <laughs> I sent it to Brett. I was like, girl. She's like, can I do can this? Can I do this one? Because <laughs> uh, this is great. Here's the headline. California teen and boyfriend stab mother 52 times. Bury butter knife in her skull. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> Well, all right. I was like, well, that sounds interesting. Let's check that one out. That sounds terrifying, but please tell me more. I'm about to. Okay. All right. Newport Beach is known for its fabulous residential areas. All the shopping experiences you could ever ask for. A strong business community and a top-notch school system. It surrounds Newport Bay where approximately 4,300 boats of all types are docked within the 21 square mile harbor area. Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have me some boats and hoes. Okay, sorry. Now that I got that out of my system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Bay Area and the city's eight miles of Ocean Beach offer fishing, swimming, surfing, and other water stuff. I don't know, probably like parasailing or snorkeling or some shit. I don't Word. Know. If you've ever seen the OC, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If not, just go watch the first episode and get back to me. I've never seen the OC. It's such a good series. <laughs> mm. Are you at all surprised that I've never seen it? Girl, I watched it when it first came out. I've seen every single episode like three times. It's I've so never good. been on trend my entire life. I never watched any this of that. This was back in like the early 2000s that this show came out. Never been on trend my entire I life. Know. I was probably still watching Daria. <laughs> oh, I love Daria. <laughs> la, 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 la. Oh, I miss that show. Yeah. Okay, so I have pictures of Newport and the OC. Okay. I like pics. See when I got to my photos. Oh. First one is the Newport Harbor. Oh, that's a really cool picture. Yeah. It's really big. Yeah. Actual photo. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, bro. (laughs) That's great. That's pretty cool. I like the little island out there. That must be where the Richers live. Probably. I don't know. I didn't go that far into it. And then there's a picture of the OC cast. (laughs) There's Seth and Summer and the mom and dad and Ryan and Clarissa and her mom. Clarissa? Is that her name? I didn't like her because she was dating my man, Ryan, and he was so freaking hot. So, I didn't like her. I feel so I like she's speaking another language right now. But like I said, go watch the first the first episode. <laughs> it's like the beautiful people. The beautiful, the beautiful people. people. <laughs> <laughs> That's my jam. I know. <laughs> um, Newport has its scandals for sure. There was a big one in September of 2006. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Tell me more. Tell (laughs) Tell me me more. more. 
Was it love at first sight? <laughs> you did the voice and everything. <laughs> I've seen that movie oh way God. too many times. Oh, it's fabulous. It is. I guess there's not a thing as too many with Grease. No. My daughter gets mad at me when I sing the, the songs. You know, I, I think we to, talked about that a couple of episodes ago. Maybe. I used to get mad at my mom. I don't anymore because I totally get it. Mm-hmm. And even like a few years ago, a movie theater here was doing like a remastered oh, showing. Yeah. And me and my mom went and I sang with her. That's when we <laughs> talked about it. I would have loved to go yep. to that. It was so cool. Singing at the top of your lungs with everybody else. Just oh, yeah. People vibing. looked. People looked. It was fine. Give a, you don't give a fit. We were jamming. Yeah. You go to a sing-along, you better be prepared. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear my voice, whether yep. you like it or not. It wasn't always pretty, but we did it. Yeah. As long as you have fun, you do you. Thanks, Bobo. Okay. Okay. Speaking of you doing you. <laughs> <laughs> when a jury contemplated the young couple who ended Barbara Mullenix's life... That's so hard That's to say. That's a lot of... I know. The term mitigating circumstances probably didn't come to mind. Barbara, a 56-year-old dreamer, <laughs> still hoping for an acting career, sustained dozens of stab wounds from at least two weapons. Oh, my. The attacker slid her body into the water at the Newport Harbor Yacht Club, nine miles away from her home in Huntington Beach, California. Mm-hmm. They threw her body in the water... At the yacht club, mm-hmm. where people go. Mm-hmm. Man, y'all stupid. They did a whole lot of stupid. Okay. Yeah, apparently. Afterward, the perpetrators took a joyride through Florida and Louisiana. Why? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with y'all? Well, they were passing through. Yeah, I'll tell you. The murderers were Ian Allen, twenty-one, and his girlfriend of three months, seventeen-year-old Rachel Scarlett Mullenix. Barbara's the name Scarlett. I do like that name. Mm-hmm. That was Barbara's daughter. I have a picture of Rachel and Ian. Okay. Rachel is not cute. I know. Ooh, honey. I know. And I don't. And Ian looks high. He probably is. <laughs> he looks I'm not going to lie. He probably is. <laughs> he smoked a joint before they took that picture. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's probably. It, it's a very good possibility that was the night they met. I don't know. Okay. So, Barbara allegedly got in the way of her teenage daughter, Rachel, being with her older boyfriend, and a gruesome mu- murder plot was born. Rachel and Ian considered themselves star-crossed lovers when they hooked up at a party in 2006. Rachel had moved to the beach community a year before with her parents, Barbara and Bruce, from Oklahoma. I have a picture of Barb's and Brucey. Brucey. I don't know. Oh, that makes me think of Matilda. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Barb and Bruce. Mm-hmm. Brucey. I know. <laughs> look at that smug look on his face with the eyebrow cocked up. All right, Brucey. I know. <laughs> All right. Barb's and Brucey. Yep. Little Brucey. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm calling him from uh, here on out. He's little Brucey. Okay. Little Brucey. <laughs> They were married in 1987 and had Rachel in 1989. Unfortunately, the parents divorced. So they recently divorced, but they were living together while Barbara tried to get on her feet financially. After the the divorce, she did move to Florida, and he stayed in California. What's messed up is they made Rach choose what parents she wanted to go live with. She chose her mom. So off to Florida they went. I hate that. I know. I hate when they have to choose. I can't believe they asked her, like, okay, who do you want to go with? That's that's so much pressure. Yeah. That's a lot, especially for a 17-year-old. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. Um, She also, she did have an older half-brother, Alex Haygood. Mm -hmm. Um, He discussed his tumultuous home life with his mother and his love for his younger half-sister in an interview with Forensic Files Now. He said, growing up, Rachel was a good kid. She made good grades. She was on a couple of basketball teams. She did ballet. She did gymnastics. The press tried to portray her as this horrible person, and she wasn't. What is Forensic Files now? I don't know. That's different than Forensic Files? Yeah, I guess. I don't know, because that's... Gotta goog it. I might have to. So, you see, Barb's had a drinking problem, and she got kind of bitchy when she drank. Um, It's one of the reasons why she moved back in with Bruce after their divorce. 
Rachel called Bruce one night and told him that they were about to be evicted and she asked if they could come live with him and he agreed because that's still his daughter and you know yeah. all that so barbs and brucey obviously slept in different bedrooms but like that's still kind of weird to me that's a lot of weird to me like that's the whole reason of getting divorced so you don't have to live with each other every yes. day and you can find a way to get along leave me alone i don't i could not do that Mm-mm. no that's weird yeah okay so back to 2006 star-crossed lovers and all that shit mom and dad were against the relationship with ian at first keep in mind he's 21 She's 17. Did you hear me that time? Yeah. Okay. Okay. They had him over a few times for dinner, and he proved to be a polite young man. He had a full-time job, and he came from a decent family. So, finally, Bruce and Barbara had given a grudging okay to underage Rachel's relationship with 21-year-old Ian. They even provided him with a signed note indicating that they gave consent to the relationship. In the eyes of the law, that wouldn't have done any good, though. What? Like, it's because it's still against the law. I can't. It's I still can't. statutory rape. Um, if, this, if the state wanted to press charges, they could. Yeah. Like, even if the parents don't. That wouldn't have saved them. It's like giving a permission slip for mommy to go commit crime. Like, dear police authority, my child has my permission to go murder one person of their choosing. Thank you so much. It's a purge. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> That's so weird. That's weird. Why would you even think? (laughs) It takes all kinds of people, I guess. Yep. Mm. But as they started spending more and more time together, Barbara tried to tighten their leash on her daughter. Um, They moved out there with the dream of becoming actresses. Oh, my goodness. Barbara loved everything about Hollywood. I mean, everything. Oh, my goodness. I can't. Mm -hmm. I can't with Barbara. She even appeared as an extra on CSI. She Everybody was, has appeared as an extra. She was living the dream. <laughs> you bet your ass she had that on her resume. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Barb's and Rach were super close. They were almost like BFFs. But since Rachel had been hanging out with Ian so much, Barbara was left on her own. And according to Ian, she became jealous. I got a picture of Rachel and Barb's. Let me see. We'll go look at it. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. They're not cute. I'm sorry, Rachel and Barbara. You're not cute. They don't have the look. Like, maybe Rachel, but... They got a look. I, I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't know their acting abilities. They were extras. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so... On September 13th of that year, Barbara's horribly brutalized body would be found floating in the water by the Newport Harbor Yacht Club. Um, Her body was found by a Yacht Club member. He thought it was trash or something floating in the water. When he realized it was a body, he called authorities. She was wrapped up in a sheet. They carefully took her out of the water, and the sheet was starting to unwrap. Like, she had a hand sticking out of foot sticking out like so, so maybe they don't smoke pot because they don't know how to roll they do not know how to do shit they don't know <laughs> shit about fuck okay <laughs> these people <sighs> they deserve to get caught okay i mean yes it was a very horrible thing that they did so yes they deserve to get caught but uh, just keep up with me yeah okay i'm trying so since it was starting to unwrap they opened it up and they found a severely mutilated white female with a butter knife sticking out of an eye socket. Ew. Almost the entire blade was embedded deep in her skull. So they continued to unwrap the sheets. And one of the detectives found a pocket knife. Which still had some human tissue on the blade. So, bam. Right away they have the body. And they have two murder weapons. Oh, my lanta. I have photos. Bruh. You're welcome. They did cover up her body. There was another photo where she wasn't covered. It was blurred, but I chose to pick this yeah. one. All right. Yeah. And then the next picture is, ouch. <laughs> oh, That's my her skull. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. The next picture painful. is the actual butter knife. Dude, that is some, that is some fucked up shit. Yeah. That's not even one of those sharp butter knives. Nope. 
Dude, mm-hmm. that that's like an actual yeah. Oh my gosh, that's what you put butter on your toast with. Yeah, that's a spreading knife. Yeah, that's not. That's not okay. <sighs> I mean, none of it's okay, but yeah. yeah. And, and then there's the a picture knife. of the pocket knife. Okay. Yep. Well, this is all suspect. And there's tissue on that pocket knife, stuck what? on the little screw. Why? Why? Why the, do you dump it all in the same place? Why is it at a yacht club where people go? He thought it would sink. They put her in a cardboard box and they thought it would sink. That's why they put all the evidence with her. They thought she would sink. They they didn't finish high school, huh? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> she didn't. Bodies are buoyant. <laughs> they I swell up and they bloat and they float. I can't, I can't, I can't. Uh. I do not like bodies in water. It is gross. I do not like them, Sam. I am. No, I do not. My breath was taken away by the brutality, said Newport Beach Detective Sergeant David Byington. It was obvious that this murder was vicious. It was a personal vendetta. About 400 yards away, at least, um, they found a cardboard box floating in the bay, and they had... No idea why it was there. It had no reason to be there. They were mm-hmm. like, this is kind of fucking awkward. Um, it ended up being for a 27-inch TV. They didn't know exactly what it meant, but they decided to keep it for evidence just in case. Mm-hmm. That's how you do that. Good job. Investigators didn't have an ID for the body at first, let alone a suspect. However, during her autopsy, the coroner found breast implants with their serial number on them. And they finally got them a name. Yes. Saved by the Tatas. Ah. Kind of. Murderer. Identified by the yeah. Tatas. Identified by the Tatas. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so they found out who she was and immediately headed over to the condo she shared with Bruce and Rachel. Figuring the, ble- the best place to start would be with her husband because, duh, that's usually who it is. Yeah. So he was their immediate suspect. No one was at the apartment, but police did see enough evidence to guess that the woman had almost surely been murdered there. Although a cleanup had obviously been attempted, bloodstains were still visible in the bedroom. Good grief. There was a sponge on the nightstand that had blood on it. They tested that sponge. It contained both Barbara and Rachel's DNA. There was a bloody palm print in the hallway that matched to Ian. Also, the kitchen was stocked with the very same kind of knife that was found sticking out of Barbara's eye. Are you stupid or something? I cannot. I have a picture of the bedroom and the kitchen utensils. Okay. Okay. You have good pictures. It says bedroom. Oh, they were not good at decorating. Okay. The bed had been taken apart. Taken apart. The mattress and box springs were gone. Like, how? why would you not think that there was something suspicious right here? Yeah. For sure. And if you look on the nightstand, like in front of the lamp, you can oh, see yeah, a little see yellow it. sponge. And can we talk about how tacky the lamp is for five seconds? <laughs> that is awful. That lamp from her Christmas story. It's awful. <laughs> it's, I think she DIY'd it. This she bitch bought glued. a feather boa from Dollar Tree <laughs> and hot glued it to this lamp. I can't. I we can't. fancy now, y'all. I'm clicking off of that. I'm clicking off. <laughs> oh, God. I've been watching the Gypsy Sisters. Oh, my God. It's the best trash TV in the world. <laughs> Don't it. you mess with my Gypsy oh Sisters. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Speaking of arranged marriages. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now you have to watch my big fat Gypsy wedding. <laughs> I do. I do. Oh my god! Like I even got Asher hooked. She's all about it because they bleep out the language. And stuff I told like my that, friend so. Mary, "Hi, Mary. Hey, girl. I got you watching it now." And she's like, "She's one of us." Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm addicted. I'm on it. Okay, so kitchen utensils. Yes. It's very obvious that it matches those. Yeah, trick That was for you, Delena. <laughs> yes, bitch. <laughs> that was great. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. We're all fine. I have to say, though, I kind of like that silverware. I mean, it's not bad. I know. I, I mean, I could never buy it now because I've seen it sticking out of a woman's eye. But... I mean, I might buy it just for that reason. I don't know. <laughs> kind of like it. 
What? I cannot with you. I know. I might buy it just for that reason. Like, y'all, I have Says the replica. The one who thinks I, Israel and Ed are cute. What do you expect? You're right. Come on now. I know. I need to get my shit together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you forgetting who you're dealing with over here. Apparently. For a half a second. A half a second. It's fine. So, at the condo, there was no sign of Bruce or his daughter. Mm-hmm. That is... Until Bruce himself walked up to a detective standing outside and introduced himself. Hey, bruh. What's, what's, what's going on here? Hey, this is my building? Yeah. Like, I live here. What's what? happening? What's going on? He wanted to know why his home was suddenly a crime scene. I mean, I like they had the same question. Like, they had been trying to call Rachel. They had been trying to call Bruce on their cell phones. Got no answer whatsoever. So, they were like, okay, where the... Maybe he was driving. Like, they had numerous people trying to track these people down and Bruce just comes up and taps him on the shoulder like hey what's going on with all this right here sup at this (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bruce behaved oddly when he was told that his ex-wife was dead because he probably knew he was a suspect (laughs) when officers (laughs) told him he remained stone-faced I mean it's his ex-wife like because he's probably going, he was probably oh, in fuck. shock. Like, my ex-wife who lives with me, yeah. which is weird as fuck, he's probably is just dead. trying to process it. They think I did it. No, he knew he was a suspect. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he was like, he probably oh, sunk in. Shit. Like, oh, fuck. She's dead. Oh, shit. They think I did it. You know? That's like, why they're here. Yeah. Like, and, until he was informed that Rachel was also missing. Then he came alive with concern. Of course. That's his baby. Well, yeah. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah. Still, he was their prime suspect at the moment. He was brought to the station while detectives Detectives executed a search warrant for his car. And while he was there, they actually asked him. They were like, where's your car? And he's like, it's right there. My truck's over there. Go look. Go look at it. I don't like he let them right away. So that wasn't an issue. They found nothing, and Bruce's alibi, he was at a business trip in Fresno. Fresno? (laughs) I give up. At the time of the murder, it checked out. So he's off the hook. Investigators' next task was finding Rachel and Ian, who Bruce had filled them in on. Detectives worried that the girl's older boyfriend could be the murderer and that Rachel could be held against her will or worse. Authorities put out a nationwide APB, All Points Bulletin, which yielded a sighting in Sulphur, Louisiana. Oh, my stars. Mm-hmm. When a local law enforcement pulled over Alan's truck, Rachel ran screaming from it. Help <laughs> Oh, my God. Help me. Oh, my God. Yeah, for real. When both the lovers were in custody and then separated, Rachel told detectives a story they didn't quite believe about her boyfriend murdering her mother and kidnapping her. Mm-hmm. Investigators had already seen surveillance footage from inside a convenience store shortly after Barbara was likely murdered, and Rachel was not acting like an abductee. She appeared to be moving about freely, and investigators observed plenty of opportunities for her to escape. So, was she really being held hostage? She just acted like his girlfriend. And I've mm-hmm. seen the footage. Like, they're just walking around the convenience store. They're okay. separate from each other. She's by the door numerous times. Hmm. So, when they showed her that footage in the police interview, it shows Rachel's Rachel's performance starting to break down when investigators push back on her story. I didn't kill my mom. I want my mom. She tearfully repeats. I have a video. Okay. Do you know that I was kidnapped? Do you know that? I know that's what you're saying. What do you mean that's what I'm saying? We have physical evidence to the contrary. What do you you mean? Why don't you just tell me what happened uh, back in Huntington Beach? I was asleep. It was the middle of the night. I heard my mom scream my name. I ran in her room and I saw Ian sitting there on top of her, stabbing her. I tried to push him off, but he pushed me off and knocked me out. And then then I woke up at the Starlight Inn on Beach. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to fly out there. I'm super waiting to get the 
get a gun to me. He said, you're coming with me. And you have a choice. You have no choice. I'm going to kill you if you don't come with me. You better keep your mouth shut. You better be quiet. You better do this and that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just can't cry, baby. No. Meanwhile, in another interview room, Alan was ready to come clean. So at first he told him the story that Rachel had nothing to do with it. And it was all him and blah, blah, blah. And then they were talking to Rachel and they came back and they were like, look, dude, we know that she's not innocent. So Bitches cray. He sang like a fucking canary. <laughs> <laughs> um, he did feel genuine remorse. Byington said, recalling how Al- Alan painted investigators a very different picture of his relationship with Rachel. Alan told investigators that Rachel fed him false stories about her mother, um, abusing her physically and mentally, and warned him that Barbara was going to get him fired somehow. <laughs> Rachel filled his head with all sorts of bullshit. She told him that Barbara would hit her and that she was just an absolute total bitch. Soon, Barbara did indeed threaten to call the police if Alan didn't leave her daughter alone. Then Rachel found herself grounded for missing her 1 a.m. curfew. They allowed her to stay out till 1 a.m. I wish I would have had a 1 a.m. curfew. My curfew was 11 o'clock. Yes. Jesus. That they should. Anyways. So, she didn't come home one night at 1 a.m. Her mom went over to Ian's family's house, knocked on the door, drug her ass out of there in front of everybody, made a scene. Mm -hmm. And that was the last straw, according to Alan, prompting Rachel's plan to run away. Rachel began to believe that drastic measures had to be taken if she were to stay with her Romeo. Oh, my. I lost it, Alan told investigators, telling them he took Rachel's advice that the only way to fix the situation was to kill Barbara. That night, Alan entered the Mullenix home through the back door. He grabbed two knives from the kitchen and was shaking so badly that it took him an hour to make it up the stairs to Barbara's bedroom. Oh, my gosh. Right, you had a chance. (laughs) You should have fled. Yes. There, the two attacked Barbara together, prosecutors alleged, stabbing her 52 times. Alan horrifyingly described to investigators how he intended the butter knife wound to be a killing blow, but it only made her scream louder. The way the knife slid under Barbara's eyeball into her skull would have caused excruciating pain, not death. Because it was a fucking butter knife. Yeah. Oh, my God. So he expected it to be one and done. (sighs) And when it didn't happen, Rachel came in there and helped him. And they... Oh, my God. There's supposedly a third weapon, but I don't know what it is. I've only seen pictures of the butter knife and the pocket knife. Okay. So, I think he had the butter knife, and she grabbed his pocket knife and started helping him out when that didn't work. All the utensils in the kitchen, and he grabbed a butter knife. Honey, no. Honey, no. He's a smart one. Mm. Alan tried to minimize Rachel's involvement in his confession. Like I said. But when the case went to trial, prosecutors painted her as the clear mastermind of the killing. That police had hard evidence to squash her version of the event. They thought they had cleaned everything up, but they forgot one small thing. Text messages. That'll do it. (laughs) Earlier that week, Rachel and Ian had been texting back and forth about her bedtime routine and when to come to the house. One of her texts to him said, look, you have two options. Run or Tuesday as a response to him having doubts and not knowing what else to do. 
Her father, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Her father, Bruce, would be going out of town that Tuesday, and it would be the perfect opportunity to get rid of her mother. After the whole thing went down, while she was cleaning up the bloody mess of all the aftermath, with her mother's dead body laying next to her, she was. did she call the police? No. Mm-hmm. Did she call her dad? No. She was texting Ian and telling him how much she loved him while he was burning the mattress and all the other evidence in an alley not far from the house. Oh, my gosh. He he replied with, I love you, too. She was definitely not being forced to do any of it. Fucking amateurs. Never leave a, tra- a trail. Like, text messages. Hello. Oh, my God. I have a picture of one of the text messages. Oh, they're terrible criminals. Uh-huh. So, to Honey uh-huh. Girl... <laughs> he said, I love you, too. Look at that Nokia. <laughs> yep. They spent 10 cents on that text message. <laughs> <laughs> that was expensive back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh and gosh. she was killed around 1 o'clock in the morning. So, you see the 119. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all. They fucked. So, Prosecutor Sonia Belest called Rachel a sociopath, who she believed wasn't capable of feeling anything at all. Agreed. I concur. Mm-hmm. The trial began July 7th, 2008. After only four days of deliberations, a jury convicted her and sentenced her to 25 years to life, which was the maximum sentence for this crime. Mm-hmm. Allen was also later convicted of first-degree murder and received the same sentence two months later. Rachel filed an appeal of her conviction in 2010, alleging prosecutorial misconduct. Prosecutorial. I know. It just took me. (laughs) I mean, words are hard. But the conviction was upheld and she was denied. So today she resides in Central California's women's facility in Chowchilla. Chowchilla. And is eligible for parole in 2027 at the age of 38. Ian Allen, also found guilty and given 25 years to life, is in Chuckawalla Valley (laughs) State Prison in Blythe. This is fantastic. One of them is in Chowchilla, and the other one's in Chuckawalla. (laughs) I'm here for that. That's great. As for the rest of Rachel's family, Bruce Mullenix still lives in California and works for a nonprofit that creates work programs and recycling for people with disabilities. Okay. He also supports Rachel. Of course he does, because it's his daughter. Yep. Y'all are all garbage, though. Yep. So there you go. There's well, Rachel right. and Ian. Well done, boo-boo. Spending life in jail together for... <laughs> that was... <laughs> that was ridiculously wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah. So. Ended up in Lafayette. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all need to calm down. All right. Well, happy Valentine's Day, people. Yeah. <laughs> that was different. You usually have like the longer cases and I have the short bullshit ones, but. You don't always have the short Not bullshit, bullshit ones. ones, but like I usually have less details than you. My have the. Wow. Method GP? Method My. How the tables have turned. <laughs> All right. Hit me with your segment all right this is coming to you on february 9th yeah and bra died on february 9th so here we go john ingvar lovgren (laughs) okay lovgren lovgren (laughs) sounds like a hogwarts name (laughs) it does He was a Swedish serial killer and rapist who confessed to four murders committed between 1958 and 1963 in the Stockholm region. Lovgren was convicted and sentenced to closed psychiatric treatment at Salberga Prison. Okay. He went, oh my, I've got to stop cold reading. Wow. You can do it. He went under the name. (laughs) What? Spit it out. Flick Mordorin. <laughs> okay, now I get the laughter. Nailed it. <laughs> the girl killer is what that means, apparently. Okay. Flick Mordorin. Why did that sound Irish? It's not supposed to sound Irish. I don't know. Where okay. is he from? Sweden. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because his last two victims were young girls. That's why they call him the girl killer. He was, at the time of his death in 2002, no longer in treatment due to poor health, which he had received from his cancer. Sad day for you, yeah. bro. 
He was buried at Sala Cemetery. The novel, The Man on the Balcony, released by, oh my fuck. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is that in there? Hold on. <laughs> Showal and Walu. Okay. Nailed it. In 1967 was based on John Ingvar Lovgren and his crimes. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. I'm quite certain I said none of those names correctly. <laughs> A for effort. Yeah. So good luck with that. <laughs> Hope you understood some of it. Yeah. I love that book, though. It is so cool. It's so cool. I've never heard of, like, half the people I've read about. No. I love it. It's so cool. Shedding new light on yes. all the terrible people of the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what we're here to do. True. That's what we do every week. Yep. Okay. All right. We're well, done. Huh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> y'all, y'all. Amanda did not get me walking down the hallway. I got her in her She got me. Vents. That's so fucked up. She's like, that was mine. <laughs> nope. Stole it. Bitch. <laughs> you love me. It's okay. I'll find another one. <laughs> All right. So. Whoa. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Eat, drink, and be merry. Happy humping. Happy humping. Go get some stickers if you want to. Oh, people. People. We have two new reviews. Yeah, we do. Slide into our DMs if you want to claim your stickers. I don't know who these people are. Right. They were awesome reviews. Thank y'all yes. so much. Thank y'all. y'all we don't fabulous. know who you are. Send us an email or a message through Facebook or Instagram and uh, yes. hit us up so we can send you a free sticker. Yeah. Because that's what happens when you give us a review. We stick you. We stick you. <laughs> With the good shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So, okay. I'm done. Um, We just need to wrap up this shit show. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Okay. Holla. <laughs> Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs>Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Goetzky for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagens for art. We'll talk at you next week.